Pioneering spirit is vital because it challenges how things are and improves adoptees' lives. Auntie Peter took Tigger by the hand and introduced him to these two people who were to be his mother and father for the rest of his life. Tigger was all alone, or at least that's how he felt. Again, strangers who he had never met were to be his guardians, his parents. Well, hello, hello, and a huge hello. My name's Joy Carter, and you're listening to the Adoption Arena podcast. Well, today we have something a little bit different for you. Hurrah, I hear you shout. We have a new feature called Doors and Gates, when we encourage our listeners to enter into a person's life story and we review their book, music, art exhibition, dance, or whatever creative nuance they are bringing to our table. So this review is called Authorgate, and we're going to be hearing from a brand new author, Michael Allen, and he's going to be talking to us about his book. It's called A Boy Named Tigger and it's out now with Austin McCauley Publishers and it's available online, Amazon, all so many online retailers and also physically at Waterstones around the world. All the details and how to get your copy are below. And he's also going to be doing various book launches and signings as well up and down the UK. Now, I've had the privilege of reading the book. Now, what I really love about the book is it allows the reader to get a really clear child's eye view of what it's like to be moving around from house to house. And back in the 1940s, the childcare system Well, it had a lot of glitches in, is what I'm saying, back in the 1940s. Now, he describes the grief trauma and the added trauma of not just the pain of being adopted, but also the pain of being abused and tortured by his adopted mother and the impact that had on him. We also get a chance to read about how he tried to run away once he realised that his mother had clearly severe mental problems At a really young age, she cycled 189 miles in 24 hours, which is a feat that any Olympian who is training would be struggling, I think, to do. But trust me, I think when you're running for your life, you'll get on that bike and do what you need to do. He also also explains really clearly about puberty, the confusion he felt that he had in relationships, how maybe young girlfriends would run from him once he told them his story. He clearly explains that. We really get a a feeling of what that actually meant to him as a young man, how he struggled with puberty and his identity, but also how he found the strength, the creativity and the sheer desire to want to live and, and the desire to want to overcome his problems in his life and not let his past truncate the lifestyle that 
that he was able to then find and express in his later years in the many careers that he had and that also very successful careers as well. It's a remarkable story. It's a great, great read. So please do have a have a listen. You've got a couple of weeks. Just grab yourself a copy, read it. If you have any questions you would like me to put to Michael, then and you're and, and you're reading this in February, then t- February 2022, then please drop me an email with any questions. Or if you're reading it after February 2022, then you can still contact us and we'll make sure that Michael gets any of your questions simply by either just DMing me in any, on any of the social media platforms with Adoption Arena or just drop us an email, hello at adoptionarena.com. Loads more information is below. Please do tell me what you think of this book. It's amazing. And Michael is such a lovely, lovely man. And he also proves that you can write a book and tell your story at any age. He is in his 70s. It's never, ever too late to express your story and how it affected your life. And I really can't say that enough. It's really important for us to keep creatively getting our stories out there because we all have a little piece of the solution that is going to help people, young people, foster families, organisations, governments. We all have the ability to add something positive, even if it means talking about the many negatives and the failings. It's important for us to get those stories out to really start to change the demographic and the and, and 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 the futures for so many people who are coming into the adoption, fostering and care system. So enjoy, let me know your thoughts and I will catch you really soon in the next episode when I get to speak to Michael Allen himself. Thank you so much. Hello listeners and readers. This is Michael Allen, the author of the book a boy named Tigger. In order to whet your appetite for the book, I'm going to read you one or two passages from my book just to give you a flavour as to what it is all about and the traumas that I went through as a very young child and during my first few uh, periods of adoption. Okay, I will begin. Tigger had arrived at Horseshoe Lodge, the Caswell's family home in Warsash, Hampshire as a babe in arms and the Caswells were hoping eventually to be able to adopt him into their family. He was treated as one of the family anyway, so it seemed the most natural thing to do. Life was not easy for the Caswells. It was just after the Second World War and like most folk, they were trying to get back on their feet. They had a big house to maintain with two children, Mark and Miriam, Mim of their own to bring up. Money was tight, but Auntie Peter was determined to add Tigger to their family. How he came to be there he did not know, but at that age it was not he was not to know that Auntie Peter was not his mother. This was his home, this was his family. However, things were to change, and oh so rapidly and dramatically. Tigger was about three years of age and one morning Auntie Peter told him that they were going to on a journey in their car. In his little world Tigger could sense all was not well. 
Auntie Peter was not her usual happy self. No, she was not cross with him, but she was just not happy. They were about to go on a journey that was going to change his little life forever. He was none the wiser as to what was in store as they set off on the journey to Worthing. It seemed an age to get there, but when they eventually arrived, it was to another big house, and that house belonged to a family called the Stuart Whittons. They said their goodbyes to the Stuart Whittons and set off for Tigger's new home. How Auntie Peter was feeling he could not imagine. She had looked after Tigger for about three years or more and now felt it was her responsibility to take him to the people who were to adopt him. There had obviously been negotiations and meetings going on. Apparently it was the wish of Tigger's parents and in particular his father, that he must go to people that can provide him with private education. No hint of a family who could provide him with love as well. After about 20 minutes they arrived at a bungalow by a railway station, Angring railway station, and the place that was to be Tigger's new home, Woodstock, Angring Way. As they drew up, Two people came out to greet them, complete strangers to him, Christine and Bernard. Auntie Peter took Tigger by the hand and introduced him to these two people who were to be his mother and father for the rest of his life. Hello Michael, I'm your new mum and this is your daddy. Tigger looked at Auntie Peter, her tears in her eyes. The agony that she was going through must have been unbearable. It was years later that Tigger was to read a letter which told the real story as to how she felt. Tigger loved that woman with all his heart, and now they were to be part, they were to part, and he was not to see her for some time. She kissed and hugged him, got into her car, and she was gone. Tigger was all alone, or at least that's how he felt. Again, strangers who he had never met, were to be his guardians, his parents. He felt so desperately unhappy and sick to the core. Come along, Michael, come inside and see your new home and your bedroom. I will now read the passage which is in my chapter called The Finale, which is how things transpired after his adoptive mother had died. Tigger also went to Horseshoe Lodge for the lodge reunions. At the first time he was to go, he saw former residents. For them, Tigger was the final piece of the jigsaw puzzle. The old house at Horseshoe Lodge had a sweeping staircase with many, many photographs of previous residents and Tigger was the first photograph at the top of the stairs. And they had never met Tigger until then. Auntie Peter had died some years previously and Mim took over the running of the house. When Mim decided enough was enough and children became fostered rather than being in a residential home, Horseshoe Lodge was sold for redevelopment into a small upmarket housing estate. So Mim gave Tigger a package, his record of the time he was with Caswell family. 
The package contains some very revealing information. A photograph album, the days of Tigger's early times at Horseshoe Lodge, letters Tigger had sent to Auntie Peter and copies of letters she had sent to Tigger's adoptive mother. They were all very heart-wrenching. Auntie Peter wrote of the devastation that Tigger being taken from her with only 24 hours notice and that although she had her own two children, Mark and Miriam, she treated Tigger as one of her own and a family that went to a family that one day she would be in a financial position to adopt Tigger as one of her own and give him that private education. It was like having a, heart, uh, having a limb torn from my body when Tigger was taken from me, she wrote. This brought Tigger and Wen to tears. Readers will recall that one of the conditions of Tigger's adoption was that he was to go to people who could provide him with private education. As said, the Caswells could not afford to do this at this time in their life, but hoped to be able to do so at some time in the future. But a month after Tigger had left Horseshoe Lodge, a wealthy benefactor hearing about Tigger and the education conditions came forward to offer all of the money to provide Tigger with a lifetime of private education. Sadly, it was too late. Tigger had gone. Well, thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to have another conversation with Michael and also to hear your comments and your questions. Please do keep them coming. And also don't forget to subscribe to the channel. And if you can, donate and really support our work because Adoption Arena really is committed to helping to use our voices and experiences to really shape and build the future. See you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Pioneering spirit is vital because it challenges how things are and improves adoptees' lives.